Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Noach. Parshas Noach spans the second thousand years of world civilization, world history, just as Bereshis covered the first thousand years from Adam till Noach. Noach covers the second thousand years from Noach till Avraham, who makes his appearance at the very end of the parsha. Now, the very first verse of the parsha has so many challenges and uh, fantastic lessons. I'm only going to point out number one: Ela Todos Noach. These are the offspring of Noach. And we would have expected to find, his, as we're told in the next verse, the names of his three sons, Shem, Chom, and Yofes. No, we're told not his physical progeny, but his characteristics. That Noah was a Ish, literally, in a society where there was no men. Hishtadel Leos Ish. You should be the man. He was, quote, a man, able to go against the tide. He was a tzaddik and a tomim hoyah He was righteous and perfect in his generations. Now, without going into the Rashi about had he lived in the days of Avram, what might be the difference between a tzaddik, a righteous person, and tomim, he was wholesome, in his generations. And the rabbis give us the following explanation. A tzaddik is a person whose actions are righteous, and a tamim is an individual whose beliefs are perfect. Now watch. Noah, his name appears three times in the parasha, I'm sorry, in the first pasuk, something which in of itself reaches out to us and says, what's going on here? And the rabbis teach us that three times, because he lived in three different time zones. He lived before the flood, he lived during the flood, he lived after the flood. Now, there are two major sins in this parasha, with very different consequences from each. The first sin is that of the Dor Hamabul, the generation of the flood, which, as we'll see, was a breakdown man to man. And therefore, the Torah says, in that generation, he was a tzaddik, unlike the people of his day who were cruel and violent to each other, as the Torah says, chamas, the end of verse 11 at the beginning of the parsha. Ouch! We are feeling the pain and suffering from chamas, chamas. Hamas, the earth was full of violence 
negative action in a generation where there was, as we'll see, terrible sin, his actions were good. Then, after the flood, we have, at the, towards the end of the Parsha, in chapter 11, you have the sin of the Dor HaFloga, the generation that Hashem dispersed. What was their sin? Their sin, as the Torah tells us, was not man to man, just the opposite. The Torah tells us in the beginning of chapter 11, one language was for the entire earth, unified in ideas. They are building a tower. Why? To go up to the heavens. Why? They want to fight against God in their, quote, foolishness. And just know the number, my friends, 1656. What's that? The flood occurred in the year 1656. And they were going to be good to the future generations and build a tower because they said every 1656 years the sky, heavens, cannot contain all the water. There's an overflow and that's what caused the flood. We are going to build a um, tower up to the sky and we are going to build supports. That's what they were going to use their, quote, technology, science, to build supports in the heavens so that the flood should not come again in another 1656 years. The two suggestions which I just gave you, which come from Rashi, as to what their intentions were, were not man against man, but man against God. So in that time, Noah, his thoughts and his beliefs were tomim as opposed to the rest of his generation. So basically, in both times, we find that Noah, the generation of man to man, he was a tzaddik. In the generation of man to God, he was a tomim. Okay, now... We find the following in verse 13, in the beginning of the parsha. God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me. Why? For the earth is filled with robbery through them, and therefore, I'm about to destroy all of mankind. Now, Rashi on verse 13 teaches us, Their sentence was not sealed, except on account of their committing the sin of robbery. Now, wait a second. What do you mean? As found in verse 13, that it was sealed because of robbery. In verse 11, when the Torah says, 
the earth had become corrupt, Rashi says, we're talking about immorality, and with sexual immorality, and we're talking about idolatry, which at first glance is much more serious sins than that of robbery. So the commentaries tell us, and listen very carefully, that what the Torah is communicating is the following. Yes, there were the sins of sexual immorality and idolatry, but for that, God would have been willing to extend greater mercy upon them. However, once there was this additional breakdown of man to man, then God punished them for all, but the nechtam, it was sealed because of the breakdown man to man. The Torah is teaching us such a powerful idea. The idea is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is willing to uh, forsake and overlook the sins committed man to God, but unfortunately, man to man, not. And that's why the Gemara in Shabbos teaches us if a person is merciful to other human beings, then God reciprocates in kind, and He is merciful on man. However, if man is not, but he acts in a cruel way to other men, unfortunately, that is the way that He extends to men. There's a fascinating Gemara in Sanhedrin 108b, whereby we find that Eliezer, who was the servant of Avram, asks Shem ben Noach after the flood, quite a bit, and asks him, how is it that you survived after, that you survived during the uh, flood? And he answers, and he says one thing. It was only because we were busy 24-7 feeding the animals. Olam chesed yibonet. The world had to be rebuilt on kindness. And by, as the Pesach says in Tilim 36, Adam uvehema, Toshia Hashem, man, an animal. Does God save? The rabbis understand it to mean that in the merit of their feeding the animals, extending kindness, because after all, there were so many miracles with this ark. The Ramban writes that in actuality, ten arks could not have contained all of the animals, all the birds, all the fish. So, in, in a word, how could it fit in one ark? Even if you could tell me it was 450 feet long, etc. Come on, 10 arks couldn't do it. But the answer is, it was a miracle. Okay, so why couldn't Hashem do another miracle that once a week, Noah would go to each um, compartment and there would be a uh, 
automatic feeder which would allow the animals to take their food by themselves each and every day? And the answer is no. Adam, excuse me, Noah and his three sons and wife and daughters-in-law had to be busy 24-7. Those animals that fed during the day were fed during the day. Those that needed to be fed at nighttime were fed at nighttime. And this is the way that the new world could be established on the foundation of kindness. When man extends kindness, the world will be recreated in that environment of kindness. Now, we find ourselves today in a very... It's so hard to find the exact word, but we are all exceedingly nervous, rightly so. We pray that we'll have the opportunity of Timcha Ezechar HaMolek to be able to literally wipe out the people of Amalek, whose raison d'etre, whose purpose is to kill Am Yisrael. And the Torah says, Timcha Ezechar HaMolek. We hope that we're going to be able to fully participate in this process. But we pray that it's going to happen without chas casualties to our people. But we need to know the following, that at such a time, we are to be there one for another. Listen, my friends, in the sixth chapter of Avos, we're taught that the Torah is acquired in one of 48 ways, and one of the 48 ways is no say ba'ol imchavero. Literally, if somebody shares their fellow's burden, then they will acquire Torah. And we see from chapter 2 of Shmos that Moshe becomes the leader when he goes to his brethren who are the slaves and he's no say ba'olim chavero. He rolls up his sleeves and he too acts with them working hard alongside them. What is it about this characteristic of caring for the next one? So the morale says beautifully, what it, there is, is that if one is there for the next one, it transforms their identity from being an ish prati, an individual, to an ish klali, to a communal person. And once you are a different person, you're not just for yourself, you're a communal person, then the Torah was given to Klal Yisrael, Torah wasn't given to individuals, and a leader has to be one who is for the Klal. And therefore, this is a time, as we find in the Medrash Rabbah, in Parshas Emor, it's the second entry, in Parshas Amor the Medrash, it happens to be chapter 26, paragraph 2, and the Medrash contrasts the generation of David, where there was such scholarship, even among young children in Israel of Torah, yet 
they would go to war and did not always win. However, in the days of Achav, the wicked king, where they worshipped idols, they went to war and they always won. And the Medrash asks why. And the Medrash says, because in the days of David, even though they studied Torah, there was Dolaturin, there were informers, there were Baal, Lush and Hora, there wasn't peace and harmony and love and brotherhood among Israel. And they did not win. However, in the days of Achav, even though they worshipped idols, they had no Lush and Hora, they had brotherhood and love one for another, and Hashem protected them. We are in such dangerous times now. We need true love for each and every one. And not just Jews who might be like us. No. What does Hillel Hazokain say in the first chapter of Avos, Mishnah 12? Have a mitamid of Shal Aaron be like the students of Aaron? Oheb Shalom, Veroheb Shalom, loving peace and pursuing peace. Oheb Esabrios, loving the beings, meaning all Jews. Umakarvala Torah. The idea is even if they are not observant, they're brios. You are to love, we are to love one another. And the more we show this love one for another, the more, please God, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to protect us. This is a time when Bliayin Hara, we're all aware of the chesed that, we, that is going on in Eretz Yisrael. The chesed from Jews all over the globe. And the idea is that each and every one of us has to tighten up in the three areas of tshuva, of tefillah, and tzedakah, improving ourselves. Each one knows where we have the opportunity to do more. And lest a person should say, because Rashi says, Noach, miktane emono, hoya. Rashi says that Noah had very limited emuna. Oh my goodness, how could you say limited faith? He spent 120 years listening to God and building the, tar- the ark, the teva. How could you say he had limited faith? And the Bardicheva says so powerful. He had limited faith in himself. He didn't believe that he was strong enough and good enough that had he prayed, he could have helped the entire world civilization. Too many of us feel, what can I do? And the answer is, every little bit that you can do makes a big difference. Amir Hashem, Suros Tovos, Yeshuos Venechamos. We should hear quickly, Good news, safe news for all of Klal Yisrael, and especially our dedicated soldiers, Chayolim, Chayolos, they should be well. But just know that we're all soldiers, and we all have to report to the base.
besides their army base, we have to report to the Beis HaKnesses, to the Beis HaMedrash, to the House of Prayer, and to the House of Study. And our prayers, and our studies, and our chesed, and our tzedakah make a big difference. Shabbat Shalom to all.